0: Welcome to Stop, Back, and Roll, a podcast about hating on Watchmen for 40 minutes before canceling our show and starting a new one. I'm Brandon. And I'm James.
1: Today we'll be talking about Brandon's new comic book game, but broken into nine segments for some reason.
0: A topic. A
1: topic. Well, okay, so let's do this. Before we get into a topic, yeah, I wanted to talk about this thing that Randy Lubin posted in the Discord of the day because it's I pretty saw that. cool, and I think that our some of our listeners might be interested. It is uh, if you are unfamiliar with Randy Lubin, you should fix that. Get familiar, uh, yeah, get familiar. Um, but so it's a, it's a product called Story Synth, and it's a web app designed to make playtesting easier for if you're doing like story focused games um they he threw out uh games like for the queen and stuff like that um and it's all designed so that their like their website is like the engine that runs it all but all you do is like they give you a formatted google sheet that you drop information into and then point the google sheet at their website and it will load it for you and like do all the the different like mechanical things that need to happen oh that's to help you yeah to help you run and like it'll draw cards it'll it'll give you if you have a series of prompts sort of like that um it's it's pretty interesting and um i am not a programmer but i as i understand it randy has open sourced the code so you can uh we're gonna say copy or (laughs) uh 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 what's the word um split not splice um Fork. You can fork the Git. Um, I thought you were looking for the word
0: hack for a second there, no, and I was going to no say no. like James. That's the title of our show.
1: I think it's I think it's fork. Okay, fork. you can fork the 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 GitHub of the code and change it. It's some kind of a a hybrid HTML JavaScript thing. Um, and but it seems like it's a really cool way for if you are doing a sort of like uh, rules light. Prompt focused storytelling indie game to so be able to h- do some online playtesting really quickly.
0: Cool. That sounds so really neat. F- yeah. I haven't yeah. had a chance to See, like dig into it yet because I've just found it all over the place.
1: Storysynth.org. Uh, and I will probably put a link to
0: that in the show <laughs> notes. Um, if you remember to. And yeah. if not, remind us and we'll tweet about it. Yes. Absolutely. Or we might just remember to tweet about it.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um. So I recommend checking that out Um. and uh, yeah that's just something I wanted to throw out that comes out. Came out came up in the uh, in our discord and I wanted to talk about it because I know there are some people who listen who aren't in the discord and I they might be interested in knowing some of that stuff. So uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. That. And that as soon as I have a game that involves that kind of stuff I'm going to be taking a look at it because uh yeah randy's wonderful i adore randy Um, yeah i
1: I was looking into whether or not i could use it to play test a space between yeah um but i think there are potentially too Too many many decks i think it's designed to be like a one deck game um so i might have to learn some javascript and try to like make it
0: work oh a one deck game you say yeah well that brings us seamlessly (laughs) into our topic do you have one of those to talk about? I do.
1: Is Radcrawl one deck now?
0: Uh no, Radcrawl is a explosive nightmare. Uh Oh yeah. Radcrawl wow. is a attire melting in the wasteland. Uh no one can ever truly know what Radcrawl is, myself least of all. <laughs> Uh, but that's the that's the flow of game design
1: though it's like the 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 brainchild inspiration moment uh and then it becomes a a, a heaping wasteland yeah. of nightmare dreams for about
0: three years and then <laughs> maybe you uh you finish it up. There's a possibility that we don't have the most healthful development cycle <laughs> because that is kind of our development cycle, and I don't know that that's the best one,
1: yeah. Um, you just live in a nightmare world and then eventually you kickstart.
0: As someone who uh, is post-kickstart, living in a nightmare world. Uh, oh, just
1: you, you go back to the nightmare world after you do, the Kickstarter too? Yes. Oh, okay.
0: You you go through nightmare world, you go through the Kickstarter, which is low-key a nightmare world. Uh, yeah. And then you go back into the nightmare world. Uh, is it possible
1: that you're just living <laughs> in this apocalypse nightmare scenario because you have made a, an apocalypse world game?
0: There's, if you made a different game but it maybe not be an apocalypse there's a possibility uh <laughs> but i i kind of think that's just that's just what it is that's just what it i is. bet
1: i bet that you could develop and publish a lancer hack like in in months <laughs> it would just be super
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's uh, the problem is that it's apocalypse world anyone who yeah. isn't using apocalypse world has uh has a much less apocalyptic design the mm. world uh hannah Schaefer doesn't have to deal with this kind of nonsense no <laughs> yeah
1: those people are, are just pumping out games daily <laughs> <laughs> especially anyone ever like fantasy games so easy to make fantasy games oh well, yeah well, uh, like, like
0: a fan is like a fantasy 2020 game
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it's like basically made for you yeah
0: I do also want to clarify right there that we had not moved to game design is easy when I joked, <laughs> when I mentioned, when I name-dropped Hannah Schaefer. Uh I was just uh Hannah Schaefer does phenomenal game design and works very hard on it. Uh she just doesn't tend to do a lot of PBTA stuff. Uh yeah. well. And I'm not trying to convert her to doing Maybe that's that.
1: the maybe that's the trick though.
0: No, I'm trying to I'm trying to convert her to doing YouTube stuff. Uh Which, because even I'm not doing that anymore. I was gonna do a TikTok, and because it was a D and D Jeopardy thing, and I was like, (laughs) "Yeah, I'm gonna spank all of these D and D fans with my Jeopardy D and D knowledge." And then it turned out it was funny, funny bits, not Mm. not actual questions.
1: Hey, uh, this is right. This is really, really off topic,
0: but like, or seven um, minutes in, we haven't said a single piece of content, so.
1: I did I did come across someone who made a TikTok who was like, "Hey, so maybe we should reinvestigate uh things in our fantasy genres like orcs, like which are clearly and obviously um, racist. racist." Yeah. And everyone in the comments was like, "Yeah, that makes a lot of sense."
0: <laughs> Why am I on Twitter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Twitter's the worst place. I keep on maybe being I'm just proud doing of my D&D
1: TikTok. <laughs> I think that that's possible. Ugh. I'm in progressive TikTok. Progressive D&D TikTok. Yeah, I think that's that, where I live.
0: I think that TikTok has less, like, just overflow from one community to the next. As opposed mm-hmm. to Twitter, where if you get retweeted three times, then the worst people in the world have found your tweet. Yeah, that still hasn't happened to me, though. So <laughs> It's because you haven't been retweeted three times, James.
1: <laughs> that's not... I, well, let's see, the last thing I tweeted was retweeted once,
0: yeah, alright, cool I have I have a horrifically hot take that I'm going to make someday maybe I'll feed it to you instead and then you can tweet okay. it, okay, <laughs> I would love to this, 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 this is not this isn't a good one I'm not going to keep talking about this anyway, remember <laughs> when we had like three minutes ago a phenomenal transition to my oh, yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, sorry about that
0: no, no worries uh, so <laughs> I'm working on a micro game. Oh? Oh, you know what? As long as I'm here, (laughs) I should throw in a plug. Yeah. Are you familiar with the ultimate micro RPG book, 40 Fast, Easy, and Fun Tabletop Games? I am familiar. Is that the one that is edited by James D'Amato? Yes, it is. Uh, It has 40 games in it. One of those 40 games is by me. Interesting. But Brandon. Yeah
1: if i want your game but none of the rest of the games can i just tear your game out of the book
0: actually yes i think so (laughs) i'm pretty sure these do all come out (laughs) i haven't tried it yet (laughs) because i'm I'm what a great concept (laughs) what a great
1: concept for a book that would improve your rpg campaign with a comprehensive and interactive guide to making the most out of your gaming experience
0: oh you're reading copy (laughs) yes yes i am reading copy sorry (laughs) we this is this isn't like a this isn't a a thing that we were given an advertisement or something (laughs) like this uh just uh i'm featured in the book i'm really excited it's being published like by simon and schuster and it's going to be in like bookstores and so that's really cool and potentially good for the genre and like the tabletop hobby as a whole hopefully hit up those pre-orders i've got a sad book about trying to go into a dungeon and ending up dead instead
1: no i genuinely read the thing about how like you can you can tear the games <laughs> out like and i thought that was hilarious and great and such a good idea It's honestly that that is really cool i was looking so at it good.
0: i was going like hmm, why would i want to do this and then suddenly i just pictured like being able to hand just the paper around the table yeah yeah and there's some there's some really great designers in here yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. I want to play a couple of these games, like ASAP, but I don't have justification to do that because they're not superhero games, except for a couple of them. Mm. Hey, you want to talk about a superhero micro game? Someone says a joy to read. I keep on hitting these transitions, and then we don't <laughs> actually make the jump. Uh, speaking Someone of else jumping, says a great tool that checks out. If nothing else, it is forty reasons that D and D stands don't get to say that it's impossible to learn games other than D and D.
1: But also, um, joking aside, um, if I remember correctly, um, D'Amato paid everyone at like better than industry rates. Uh, and so that's, that's good that like we're setting those standards that real books, uh, of like real published books, uh, can hire people for reasonable rates.
0: (laughs) And, uh, that's good. If if I could get paid at the rate that I was paid per word, and work eight hour days, I could work exclusively in RPGs. Uh, no, that yes. would mean like tracking down all those opportunities to yeah, do that but, and find enough. But like you know, like it is it's wonderful to have that. It's kind a good of thing.
1: move in the right direction.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. So, So anyway, speaking of uh, transitions. So, this is our ninth transition. Hey, speaking of things that involve nine things, Nine Panel Comic, uh, a new game I'm working on.
1: Uh, So, I'm actually, like, not familiar with this concept of Nine Panel Comics. Oh, okay. So, maybe you could give me, like, I've Googled it, and it looks reasonably familiar, but I'm not, like, I would not, if you had been, like, you've mentioned the concept of Nine Panel Comics, and I was like, yeah.
0: And it it seems, it is, it's seems weird like because thing. there's, like, a denotation of, like, what it is, right? And, like, what it is as its core is a piece of paper with nine panels on it, and you read them in the order you would expect to read nine panels. And, so like, that mean that's nothing. Like, right? Like, that's meaningless. Mm-hmm. Um, But it has come to mean and come to do specific things, both through its internal designs and things that are important about it. And through its use in the comic book industry. So, very basic imagine a piece of paper. It has a three by three grid of little pictures with words on it. Uh, That is a nine panel, right? And so you read, if you're reading an American comic, you read top left, one, two, three, then down one row, one, two, three, down a row, one, two, three. Now, can you hear me by the way? Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. No, no worries. I can <laughs> I just got away. I can't find it. Yeah, uh, J- James just left partway through my explanation, and so I was sitting here going like am I vamping or am I just finishing the sentence? <laughs> this stays in.
1: Yeah. Speaking uh no, of sorry. Vamping, uh I have somewhere, I have a copy of Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics, and I wanted to see if I had it handy enough that I mm. could check to see if it has anything on, uh, on uh, Nine Panel Comics, but I can't I, seem to find it.
0: I bet he does, It's a because it is simultaneously like a really traditional style of comic, and it carries like a lot of weight and a lot of history in it in really interesting ways. The reason that Nine Panel Comics are really popular, there's three big reasons. One is that most comic strips used to be three panel comics. Mm-hmm. And so you would have like every day you would get three panels. And so, like, there's old Spider Man comics that you go through a story very slowly, three panels at a time. Really? Uh, wow. Oh my gosh. The, the old Spider Man three panel comic strip is so bizarre because it has to explain what happened in the previous comic. <laughs> So like every, every strip is theoretically three panels, but the first panel of each comic explains the previous comic. Wow. It's so good. That's weird. Uh, There's even a Spider-Verse section that makes fun of it. The comic, not the movie. So that's kind of like where that format comes from is basically like taking those three panels and sticking them into a book. Uh, Additionally, it's a really simple thing to read. Like, when you start getting splash pages and, like, panels that overlap each other, like, it can become, like, more taxing, more difficult to read. And so, if you want to have things that have, like, a very measured pace, then nine-panel comics can be really, really good for that. Because you know exactly how the person's going to read it, they're not going to have any Mm. confusion. And the third is where things get interesting. The comic book Watchmen. Yeah. was an extremely big comic. And it was an extremely big book comic because it explained to a whole lot of people that didn't know that comics could be serious and dark and adult literature. Uh, I'm not going to go deeply into my thoughts on Watchmen. <laughs> uh, there are some very good things about Watchmen. There's some very bad things about Watchmen. I'm not... now. it is what it not is. Not the point. But it inspired generation after generation of people that wanted to write gritty comic books. And so they looked at Watchmen, which is written entirely in, uh, in, in this three by three grid with occasional things where like a panel will stretch over to spaces, but Mm -hmm. it's all in the three by three grid. And they went, well, that's how you write a gritty comic book. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird,
1: what a weird (laughs) takeaway.
0: And, and like, this sounds like a joke, but I can't even tell you how many, like, Daredevil. Yep, this is going to be a gritty one. Got to put it in a three by three. Like, oh, old man Logan. Yeah, let's go ahead and have a, a nine grid that shows him putting his fist out and having it tense for a second. And then open, and that's three three panels of our grid. And just like, people just doing the exact same thing, completely missing that what made Watchmen different. And what the good things of Watchmen was not that it was a three by three grid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I googled nine grid comics, nine panel comics, just yeah. to see what, what came up. And, like, a, a bunch of these are nine panels, but mm-hmm. four to six of them are just, like, like this one is literally a full page. It's a full page illustration that has been arbitrarily broken up into nine panels. Yeah. And there's nothing happening in some of these panels. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: just it's just the spillover. It is just in order to have nine panels. Oh, so it's
1: a, it, this is this is this is a picture this picture is from an article called Do I Hate the Nine Panel gr- Nine
0: Panel Grid. <laughs> that that is I've read that article and not going to lie, I have a lot of the same like <laughs> being unable to tell whether I hate it or not. Because it it does do some things fundamentally well, right? Like, a nine-panel grid should tell you some part of story from beginning to end. And -hmm. so, like, when you're reading a comic book, sometimes you'll have a page that ends and nothing has resolved at the end of that page. And, like, you're in the middle, practically, of a sentence, right? With a nine-panel grid, you can more go, like, This is a little chunk of story. Um, and there's, like, some visual tricks you can do, uh, but, like, for example, uh, the center grid, the number five, is what the eye tends to go to first. And so, like, the five should tell you what is this page about in general. Uh, and, like, you can do some cool things with colors where you, like, swap on and off from two different color tones and get, like, some really distinctive-looking imagery. Uh, or you can think that you're super cool Watchmen copier and just draw the same face six times. And this, that's comic. Com- I'm sorry, this comic. This
1: is going to be such good audio content. This comic is, if you look at it as a, like the full page drawing, <laughs> good that has been arbitrarily d- divided into nine panels. But if you look at it as reading it in the order you're supposed to be reading these panels, this story is nonsense. Then it's nonsense. Because it's like, it's someone falling, and then someone falling but higher, and then someone jumping out of the window, and then someone falling on the
0: ground. we we'll stick them- that in the visual companion to our, yeah. to our podcast that we always have. <laughs> <laughs> this is a comic book podcast, this is a, right? This is and has always been a comic book podcast. Yeah. Um, we just don't announce the visual guides. Yeah, yeah. Have you not been checking out the visual guides? The visual guides have all the costumes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We get dressed up for every episode.
0: We do. Yeah. Uh, right now we're in nine panel themed costumes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm panels one, three, five, uh, seven, and nine. Mm. In not any really case. Uh, yeah. So what I am looking at doing is trying to say, is there a fun way to partially make fun of that design and partially use that design in order to, like, challenge some storytelling? And I have an idea. So, my thinking is, you have a deck of cards that's shared between two players. One player is the hero... One player is the GM or antagonist or something like that. Um, this isn't like a highly antagonistic game, mm-hmm. but like you know, setting up challenges and things like that. Uh, you split the deck with one person having all the red and one person having all the black cards. I think the the hero gets the red cards, or no, the hero gets the black cards because this is because it's going like Batman. Yeah, because Batman I gets know. some nine nine panel comics that try to be Watchmen. Uh, of course. Yeah, this, oh, this is all about, this is all about making fun of people that, <laughs> that are doing this. <laughs> this is an unplayable I'm game. sorry, this hurt, this, this, con- <laughs>
1: sorry, I'm still just like, that be, this is like if someone watched a whole bunch of old detective movies, and were like, <laughs> the way to make detective movies is to make them in black and white.
0: I swear to God, it is literally that, though, James. Like, there, there are people that, just like, that it'll be Daredevil, and he'll, it'll be the exact same panels. It's the same thing. It's not even, or sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's just like, hey, we had seven panels of fight and then two panels that are completely unrelated and there's nothing meaningful. <laughs> there's nothing meaningful. I just. Do I hate the I, nine panel comic? I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes for me. Um. Um. And and I've it's also boring because it's just squares. Um Yeah. But let me just get past my vitriol for this subject matter <laughs> that I've decided. Uh yeah, I'm gonna just gonna just choose the topics I hate the most. <laughs> But also, just like I've read Watchmen, I read Watchmen for class. I had to
1: study Watchmen, and if you said, "Hey, tell me one thing about the, like the comic book Watchmen," oh, I would, would never, I would <laughs> never in a million years have been able to pull. It's in every single page as a, a three by three grid. I, like I never, like I just, I never. I'm looking at p- pages from Watchmen, and they look. It's just totally weird to me to even think about how they are in a three by three grid. And
0: before anyone calls me like. Fake comic geek or anything like that. I know that sometimes the grid is challenged, and that sometimes it'll be a panel that two of the boxes are one yeah, panel. That's, that's it's still a three by three grid. It's a three. By and the entire that's thing. just so weird. Cover to cover. I, I, can
1: I give up? <laughs> Maybe we should make this well, a, a tabletop no. role playing game comic uh, podcast instead of a comic book podcast. Okay.
0: In that case, each person gets half the deck. <laughs> And the way you do it is you play out cards onto that three by three grid. And I think the way it's going to work is you basically are bidding for the different slots in order to give information about that slot. So like the first, so like if we're number one through nine, Mm -hmm. the first slot is like your setting event, right? And so if you are the player and you're saying, I want to go get information from this person, then it might be really important to you to set that event so that you don't get, like, jumped by bad guys in the sewer system. Like, you know, you go, you get right to your contact. And then basically just have each slot give a different piece of information. And I think that you have a hand that you're playing out of. Uh, That is unfortunately about as far as I've gotten (laughs) so far. I had played with the idea that you have to um al- that you alternate mm-hmm. but then I decided that that I felt like that didn't really there wasn't a lot of play there it ended up almost being like, feeling like war in my mind yeah. you're just like drawing a card and putting it down So uh, are
1: each of the panels So I guess the to workshop that then Yeah
0: cuz that's that's kind of where that's like almost where I'm at like that mm-hmm. this is what we have so far which is limited
1: yeah, so you want it to be over-the-top, comically gritty.
0: Probably. <laughs> Probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, You would want something that helps maintain the pacing between the scenes, the panels.
0: Probably. To make it that. Stat- yeah, yeah, because I mean, I think the pacing is almost just, you can't have more information than would be in one panel. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone starts going and describing too much of a scene beyond what you would have in one little tiny panel. Then the other person's job is to go like, hey, that sounds like the next panel. And then you're making decisions.
1: what do do each of the different nine grid slots, do they have a specific purpose in the pattern?
0: I think some of them do. I don't know fully yet. And so that's what I'm kind of, that's part of what I'm trying to like work out. Okay. Uh, Because the idea should be The idea definitely needs to be that the first one sets and the final one resolves in some way. I think maybe actually slot eight resolves and slot nine gives like a little bit of like denouement.
1: One, four, and seven should all have to rephrase the last three panels (laughs) as though they were a separate comic.
0: Definitely um, six should be someone falling out of a window yeah. and seven I, should be them I, so back I, in I, the window.
1: I, I do kind of like that, um, that as you, so like I'm imagining where you're playing this game, placing your cards on the table so yeah. that you build out a nine grid Yeah, um, and that you wouldn't necessarily need to play them in order. Like I kind of like mm. you, te- you like would almost describe a scene,
0: but not sequentially. That's interesting, that isn't something that I'd considered. You could potentially do that though.
1: like like if you had a really um, so I think that the way that that would work, like the only way that would work would be if the the grid so if you're looking at that nine panel grid, if each of those slots had a purpose?
0: Yeah, like like a direct question, essentially like a direct question.
1: Yeah, yeah, or, or they had like a range of things that they could be. Like yeah. the first grid could be a setting or um, a, a, like, a, like a subset of characters or yeah. an establishing something or other. And so if you wanted to set that or, what, or introduce characters, you would play a card into that slot versus if you want to like set the resolution of where we leave the nine panel, you would go for that final And then we would. I'm sorry, you go ahead. uh, Just so that, so then we would know. Okay, so like, if you go first and you play into one slot, and you establish that we're in a graveyard, um, on the roof of a building, yeah, and that's where we are. And if at the end I wanna, I'll play a card into the nine slot and establish that the final panel is, uh, one of us being it's me being thrown off the, the roof. Yeah, and so now we know where we end the scene. And, and, or, and then you can
0: play in any order. Yeah. Because I, I also like was kind of going back and forth between two possibilities of whether play, ha- whether it's like play a card, do some scene, play a card, do some scene, play a card, do some scene, or whether it's play a little game where you put the cards down and like bid on the different locations and then play out the fiction.
1: Yeah. I kind of like the idea that so the other thing we haven't talked about is what the numbers in the cards mean or the mm-hmm. the suits mean but yeah. i kind of like i kind of like the idea that the if i were making this game in in yeah. whatever um i i almost like the idea that there is a there, that you're laying out cards in this nine panel grid in not necessarily like a you play one i play one you play one i play one but as a part of a sort of like a bartering yeah. Um, mechanic where like each of the nine panels means something and controls some aspect of the scene and we play and I'll say I'm gonna play here but then you get to do two cards and then or like you get to do play two mm. cards but I'll get to define one of the aspects of that that scene even though you played the card um, and so then over the course of a little like mini game you lay out your nine panels and then you have that like we know where we are. We know what the establishing shot is. We know some features of the game and we know where the, the final panel is. So there's our scene for this page. Now let's role play it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah, that was, that's one of the things that I was like, that I was considering is going like, do we read the page? Do we basically read the comic, the comic page in one event or Mm -hmm. with the cards coming down between? I feel like that's that's something that's, that's almost like a, Hmm. For me, I think, I think there's three ways to do it. Okay, one of them is play in order, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and describe after each play. Mm-hmm. One is to choose the like set down the cards ahead of time, and then do the role playing. And the third is to put a card and role play card role play, but go in whatever order you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that one I do not like. Yeah. Because I think that one destroys the whole concept of the of the nine grid. Yeah, you
1: know? I, that's where I kind of like I like the idea that um, I personally I like the idea of playing all the cards first and then like yeah. playing out that scene. But I would want again a, a system that says like if I if I play a five here, then yeah. you can't play a seven next to it um because mm. the num because of the way the numbers are, or the suits interact or something like that like maybe you can't maybe you couldn't play another 5 next to it um and so it's sort of a little bit of a puzzle mechanic or yeah. again like 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 a, i like i like the idea of a bartering like um, it's a negotiation like i'll i I really want this, and so because that mean uh, means I can't play cards next to it or adjacent to it or whatever, then you'll get those because this is the piece of the scene that I want to define um and that's fine if, by me and then uh or or whatever
0: yeah that's interesting that is something i hadn't considered i'd been basically going like thinking in terms of like okay we're defining the five slot. Whether that's, Mm -hmm. like, because it's your turn and you decided to define five. Uh, And then we would each choose a card. And whoever has the higher card defines that slot. Yeah. So you've got, like, five cards in your hand or something like that, so you can't dominate a board. And then, basically, things get filled in.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The other way to do it would be to... um, this is really getting away from the initial conceit or the initial description that you de- you designed. That's fine. But, um, if you wanted to define what the cards or suits represented, um, not just like hand the red cards to one player and the black cards to another player, but yeah. keep them as one deck, shuffle them, and then draw and play them in a nine grid,
0: yeah. uh, and then interpret them like tarot cards. I think I think there's definitely like whether that's a solo version of the game yeah. or or still can stay multiplayer. I think there's definitely something for that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I although I again, I don't know what it would look like because yeah. I don't know I don't know what you want the numbers to mean and I don't know what you want the grid spaces to mean, but I like the idea of like a negotiation and then play out the scene. I keep coming back to that.
0: The, so the negotiation is interesting cuz that isn't something i'd considered and i wonder how much of that is something that should be mechanized versus something where you go like hey uh i want that center that center square mm-hmm. i won't fight you on this other one if uh like feel free bid low on this one i'm going to you, I- i'm going for yeah. this one yeah and like um,
1: <laughs> i kind of like the idea of um numbers like if numbers or sorry now i'm trying to figure out how the numbers and suits could work in a way that is interesting and i like the idea that scene or like cards that have that share the same suit or the same number are i nearly identical panels but with slight variations and so you would if i play a five then you put a five down next to it that means those are two panels that are nearly identical but with one like small change and then you would get to decide what oh, the change is. Yeah. To play off of that nine panels that are the same face with slightly different emotions.
0: Kind of lets you like almost lets you like take over
1: recontextualize.
0: Yeah. I could a even pre- see something that like that you essentially extend a page into that, like biplane, ended up on bounding into comics by accident. They were I, I got featured on bounding into comics. Oh, yeah, for uh, for saying that orcs are racist. Oh yeah, yeah. well, good stuff. on TikTok. Yep. Anyway, um, so, so that's really interesting. The possibility of like essentially starting to. I especially like the idea of like kind of taking over the other person's Mm -hmm. thing that like because they played, if they played a three, you play a three later on and you're like, these are now the same image. And then because these are the same image, like whatever is played earlier sets what the image is. Mm hmm. So like if they th- that really encourages the idea of setting down the page before any role playing happens. Yeah, but that's
1: that's that's how I've been assuming.
0: Yeah. If we Although, had a d10 to this.
1: <laughs> um and then it let's it, it lets it means that you like trade off playing a scene early or playing a card early to define yeah. something versus now that it's on the table, someone else can
0: recontextualize
1: it. Yeah. I love that like Scrabble aspect of it almost, where you're yeah. like adding an ES at the end of the word that someone else spelled.
0: Okay, wait, here we go. Um, identical cards, like the same number card, mm-hmm. is the same picture. And the first person... Like the person who has that number first is the one who sets all of those uh, panels. They basically get to take over that panel. Uh, The The if you set a
1: so like chronologically or the first in the series of nine
0: in the series of nine. So like let's say that we defined uh, slot number eight first, and you put a five on it, and then I set slot one. To be a five. I now control all fives. And -hmm. that's easy to tell because we can look at the panel. We can look at the three by three cards and see my color right there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Runs are connected panels. Okay. And whoever's put the number last controls it. Okay. Because, like, the flow of information will, like, the most important piece of information is usually on the right-hand side in, like, yeah, big yeah, yeah. panels together that aren't like true splash pages
1: so are you imagining this as um i play a five in the four slot and say this is the panel of tiger man and a close-up of his face and then you play another five in the five slot and say it's another picture of tiger man's face but now he's wet uh or or something like that or, or I, like uh, but I then think- later i play another five In the three slot, and now I can change the whole run of fives to
0: not be Tiger Man? Yeah, so I I think that you're playing your cards first, and then once the three by three grid of cards is on the table, we define what any of them is.
1: Okay, so you're not defining them while we're playing. We're just sort of doing the mechanic of how are we laying out this nine by nine grid, and who's going to have control over what aspects of it. Yeah,
0: and then otherwise, you control the cards that are your color. Okay. Um... And maybe maybe there's something with, like, face cards you define... Like, maybe there's an importance thing that, like, face card you define everything. Five and below, your opponent defines some little detail. But I don't know if that's too complicated. That might be too much. Because there's already a ton of information potentially happening in any one scene.
1: Yeah. Um, I might do something as simple as... Um, face cards I'm trying to remember the, the statistical breakdown of playing cards it's <laughs> um, um
0: three that, and thir- three out of thirteen cards is a face card
1: as I was gonna say maybe f- something as simple as face cards introduce characters
0: that could work although then you'd have to be sure that like you would keep your st- story kind of like tight and controlled which is not necessarily a bad thing either yeah Although that first slot is also panel one is also a really great place to introduce a character because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm I'm Rorschach. I'm going to go find someone and beat them up to get information.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, I can definitely see it being like two panels of an empty rooftop or an totally. a, a closed window. And then the second panel
0: is someone sitting on a bed. Yeah. Also, you get six colors total. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to choose yellow and black as my two colors. <laughs> um, and so then my thinking is you basically do your page and then mm-hmm. you move on to the next page. Yeah. And you go through your deck. And so like, I don't know how many, what's 50? How many I cards are there? 52? I,
1: I feel like you'd have to reshuffle just between every page.
0: You think so? That feels
1: that feels right to me.
0: How many cards are there in a deck of cards? 52. 52. 54 if we have jokers, but only if it's a Batman comic. Exactly. Yeah, so that would only allow five pages. What are the co- What what, what <laughs> are, are you sharing them? a Batman a nine panel <laughs> Batman comic with me? What are the colors on this panel? <laughs> Um, Well, see, (laughs) see, that is why I was originally James just showed me a comic page um, where it's uh, one, three, five, seven and nine are blue and light blue and a little green and a little bit of green. Well, I'm a little colorblind Um, and the uh, two, four, six and eight panels are orange and black. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that is why I was originally thinking that you would alternate colors. Mmm. Because, like, that is a nice way to actually make the nine panel pop a little bit. But... Uh, it, it also... <laughs> there's no explanation for why. It's just, like,
1: to me, this undermines the seriousness of the scene because it's just alternating weird colors. It
0: looks like he's, like getting out of bed get, and getting out of his gu- getting out of his yeah. gun to walk into the hallway while a strobe light goes off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is a Spider-Man comic. James, nine-panel comics are bad. <laughs> I think this is a Spider-Man Not every nine-panel comic. comic is bad. It's Steve Ditko's Spider-Man. I think
1: I don't know. No, it's not. I don't know what this panel... I don't know what this comic is. It's just like... It's nonsense, is what it is. It's someone said, <laughs> these colors can't be the same, so we're going to make them alternating <laughs> colors.
0: Yeah, I don't think that that would be Steve Ditko. That doesn't look like his work. Um, And I, I don't think that he... Uh, he's pre-Watchmen by a fair amount. Yeah, I don't so know I don't, if he was doing work I, at that point.
1: That article was not clear about it, what this panel was.
0: But importantly...
1: This is a nine-panel comic that's just the Flash punching Batman, yeah. and then the Batman punching the Flash, and then it's just nine panels of that alternating over and over again. I,
0: I did not say a single time that nine panels is a good way to tell a comic book story. Also, time is counting down. <laughs> is is it all like gritty and dark? Uh, Yeah. No, what, it's it, it's it not, is. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not like. <laughs> it's not watchman gritty and
1: dark no okay. there's lots of blood here i'll show you this is such there's great lots of blood content. there's such oh great my audio God. content
0: like flash and batman just punching yes, each other yes this is exactly what i'm talking about this is someone this is someone who read Watchmen and was like yeah. look at how cool Watchmen was i'm gonna do this also <laughs> and did alternating panels of batman getting punched by the flash yeah with silhouettes yeah, it, yeah silhouettes in half of them. Because, like, you know, just borrow a little bit of Sin City also.
1: <laughs> and then also, there's a clock that's counting down. But it only counts down one second. Well, because <laughs> so, he's the Flash.
0: And so most of these are just there's, the same. This could have been done by having, like, a single panel with, like, f- multiple shadows of fists. Yeah. It would be equally efficient. <laughs> God, are comics bad? Comics are secretly bad. I don't know if anyone has told you this in your life, or if no. everyone in your life has told you this. But I've been comics running under the assumption that comics were good. No, oh, you are mistaken. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. So then, I think you're right that five pages is too few. What? That you have to shuffle the deck at some point. Yeah. Um. There's a part of me that doesn't want to shuffle the deck until we're done with the deck. Okay. Just in order to like. I think my concern
1: was if for we're card doing, counting, if we were doing face cards, introduce characters that we would run out yeah. of characters. But yeah. honestly, for telling like those kinds of darker gritty stories, like <laughs> just like a whole panel of no characters kind of fits. <laughs> kind of <So>. does. <laughs>
0: so, um.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, characters would be allowed to be in the comic once they had been introduced on that yeah. page, but you know, I mean, they'd be in other panels, but not. This is an interesting idea of a of a comic storytelling game.
0: Yeah, I think because I, I think what it would let you do is tell a story with as much of an ensemble of like tell a story where no where you don't need to have like a single person playing a single character like Mm -hmm. you could have three heroes played by one person with half the deck of cards and have that like really work and make a lot of sense I think
1: yeah I'm really into games where you are determining what happens uh, and um, where you're determining what happens uh, but people aren't necessarily playing specific characters
0: yeah God, even like the like the big important meaningful panels, like the, the things that are like, oh man, Watchmen is so important, are still in the stupid three by three grid. And so, like one of the most, one of the like most important panels in comic book history, is just three panels mashed into one over three panels mashed into one over three panels mashed into one.
1: I was recently playing. If Not Us Then Who by Riley Hopkins. Okay. Which is a uh Power Rangers game.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> um
1: but so the way that game works um is you draw a card from a deck okay. and that card, the number determines oh, I think I know which
0: one this is. Determines what
1: the um the format of the episode is. Mm-hmm. And so you might do um If you draw an ace, then that is the A plot followed episode, and so the person who draws that card determines what the cold open is, and we just centered around the villains. And then the next person, so like every everything, I'll just share my screen again, but um, every person who um, every person who plays gets to go and do one of these like and define aspects of the scene. So like the first person describes this cold open, the next person describes. Um, the villains make progress towards their a scene where villains make progress towards their goal. Uh, and then the heroes find uh, the heroes find out an attempt to in, and, and attempt to interfere. Uh, then there's a big fight and then there's a conclusion. And during all of those, like everyone has their own characters. And so you can like jump in and be like, my character would be there and they would be doing this. Um, or you can actually have conversations. But the person who's who sort of is the owner of that slot um, in the episode format is the person who gets to define the overall arc of the scene. Yeah. And I kind of like that you almost That's go in. You almost go in knowing. And so I, I kind of like the idea that this nine panel thing almost has you building a a version of this um yeah. sort of uh dynamically, and then you would go back and run through it and play out a scene based off of these things.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I cause I'm almost seeing like like a play mat in front of you Mm -hmm. with the three by three grid that it says like that it says like slot one has uh, a scene or character is defined, you know, like your setting material happens and scene two is like the, the, the problem on this page is introduced. Uh, and like it going through almost like that. With each thing basically telling you what you need to do in that little panel.
1: Yeah, this was a lot of fun. There's a cult, there's a new toys revealed where you have to introduce
0: something that a new toy could be made out of. Um. Is this is this. A game where you talk, where like you're talking about. The episode. It's a little bit up to
1: you. Okay, because un- un- I
0: vaguely remember discussion w- when this was first being written that it was a game that like you were sitting around remembering an episode.
1: Um, I don't think it's that explicit, but um, when we played, we played through sort of jumping back and forth. Cool. We we, we would because you each have a character. Okay. Um, and and there are some great characters. Um, so you roll on this table to get, um, we, you do two, I think we did two, um, you roll to get two themes. And so like my, okay. our team's theme was, um, music and astrology. <laughs> and so our, okay. our, our super, our, our like Power Rangers team were musicians. We were a band, uh, but we were each, um, people from we were each like uh, um a constellation or some uh, thing, something from the zodiac
0: That it sounds was, really fun. <laughs> it was
1: really good. Um and This also
0: looks like it would be a low This looks like it would be like something that could be good for like a little party game too. Yeah, it definitely was. Not um, like a little party game. It looks like it's a sizable document there. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, no, it's a, it's a pretty fun
1: <laughs> game. It was um it was a game that was organized we just played one session organized by Thomas Fleming of um Paradigm Pod, another Masks okay. podcast. Um and we were trying to see if we you could play through a, so you play through this game um, and you develop um I swear this relates back to your game. <laughs> you play through and establish episodes uh of a season of the yeah. show that you're doing. And so um, the the thought process was, could you play through and establish an entire season of a Power Rangers TV show and then go back later and have enough there to then play out each of these individual episodes as a game of masks where <laughs> you knew what the overall form of the plot yeah. of the episode was, uh, but would get to play into those story beats. And I, I think it definitely That's could. That's fun. And I, I, really, I, I really like that idea that of like like this, this is like a sort of a riff off of our uh, surprises aren't our overrated thing. Yeah. But like, I love the idea of like going into a role playing session where you already sort of know what the story beats are and everyone yeah. can kind of work towards hitting those story beats. Um, And that's where I kind of like the idea. That's why I like the idea of playing out all the
0: nine cards. And then you sort of know what the form of this page looks like. And yeah. then we go back and role play it out. And like, cause like that way, if you'd know, if you know that, your opponent controls the entire bottom half of this page. You can set yourself up with some good hubris. to Like really take that fall at the end of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Exactly. So now I just want to, I just, I want to now do, I don't know Power Rangers at all. I think I've literally never seen an episode, but I want to do like a rewatch podcast. Playing that game.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be doable.
0: That sounds delightful.
1: Where you would you would play through the game, kind of draw the cards, know what everything is about, and then start the start the episode and talk through the talk through it. Um yeah, there's a whole there's a whole there's a lot there's a whole genre of like rewatch podcasts for things that aren't real. And I really Is there really? Yeah. (laughs) It's like a whole, it's a, it's a thing this is that people do, um, and I, I absolutely love it. Oh, I'm um, kind of into that. It's so good.
0: Oh my gosh, um, I, I would absolutely, because, like, my favorite, it's spooky season, and so I have to say, like, my favorite creepy pasta of all time is Candle Cove, which oh, is I'm a, familiar.
1: <gasps> is that a place that's, that Scooby-Doo goes?
0: No, it's a children's, um, children's TV show. Oh, maybe uh,
1: I maybe I do. Know. Maybe okay, that sounds familiar
0: now. I love it so much. It's um, so Candle Cove <laughs> explaining and not just being enthusiastic. Uh, the Candle Cove creepypasta is a forum conversation between people trying to like put together their recollection of this old show that they watched on like public uh public television that was like this creepy messed up pirate show, uh for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I love that kind of like piecing together bits of media and i would totally play wh- what was the name of riley's game uh
1: if not us then who
0: if not us then who i would 100 percent play if not us then who mm-hmm. uh in a in a genre that i understand a little bit more than power it's rangers probably but
1: it's definitely so
0: it works for like any action i don't know power rangers but i feel like power rangers works for any action kid show
1: yeah, so the other touchstones that um are referenced are Animorphs, Sailor okay. Moon and Shira. And so I think it definitely could do Scooby Doo as well. When nice. we when we played we so, so when we played we were a band and we very rarely transformed. Um we did have a giant robot. But the giant robot was our tour bus <laughs> that transformed <laughs> from a tour bus into a giant robot. Okay. Um Honestly, I could talk about this game that we did forever because it was so much fun. Um, but I would, I think that this idea of uh, this is terrible because you should not give me more ideas for podcasts. But <laughs> the idea of a podcast that is a rewatch show—it's—it's it's an actual play podcast of if not us, then who? Where we that it that takes the form of a rewatch show for a Power Rangers type show that doesn't exist. Could it so could it good.
0: like never admit that it doesn't yeah. exist? Yeah, I, that's what, what you, I think you would have what to what do. Even do. You could even do like several different shows Mm -hmm. like do 13 episodes of one show and then be like, all right, now we're swapping over to uh, this next season. We're going to be doing we're talking about the Blaster Sharks. Yeah, Um, of course, we all remember the Blaster Sharks.
1: So the things that you generate for your character and if not us, then who? We've gone really wacky wildly off topic, but you, do, we're, you we're going wildly off topic and there's a possibility we're going to be over time cuz I'm yeah. enthused. Um you 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 generate a color for your character cuz all power rangers have colors. That, but that, that that checks out for like literally that, that any out for, kids adventure thing. Yeah, exactly. Um you roll for a trait, which are things like the leader, the brain, the beauty, tough, comedic, noble, cute, evil, the loner. Um, you draw Raid. a weapon, but if you didn't want to play a game that was like as explicitly power rangersy, you could just not draw a role for a weapon. Um okay. then you have then you have like team themes and stuff like that. Um you generate a you generate um descriptions of yourself, you generate a um a mentor that's like your Zordon character. But again, if you were playing a game that or uh, if you were playing a genre that didn't
0: really have that role, you could easily yeah. not um but but all of those genres do have that yeah. role, right? Cuz like yeah. I mean we've got like uh Master Splinter, mm-hmm. got Professor Oak. Yeah. We've got the Andalites. Yeah.
1: And our 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 um our mentor character was a sentient karaoke machine. Um <laughs> uh, because obviously we were banned. Yeah. Um, of course. <laughs> of, and then You generate a villain theme, and the villain themes are things like fish, bird, pet, pollution, virus, natural, historic, bounty hunter, prisoners, body horror, magic, robots, phobias, fantasy, food, and
0: yule lads.
1: Um, James... James, (laughs) And then James, <laughs>
0: Protean City's cancelled. We're a rewatch <laughs> podcast now. Um it's yeah, I think this is
1: good. And it would be it would be very easy to do this. Um Yeah. We might have could to we, look into actually doing this because
0: Could we hack this for Protean City actually and do like a rewatch of some of some comics we don't write? We might, yeah. I think we definitely could. I'm buying this game right now. <laughs>
1: it's very good i had a lot of fun um and um there is an energy mechanic like there is an energy mechanic that helps you determine who wins um it's very weird uh but it's very good
0: i'm so excited uh i want to play pokemon with this yeah i think you definitely could you could definitely play pokemon with this instead of choosing color you choose type Mm
1: -hmm, mm mm-hmm
0: yeah um i bet it would not
1: be hard for us to find people to do this rewatch podcast with let's finish let's wrap up this episode because (laughs) let's um, let's not this
0: stop back and roll it's canceled
1: (laughs) we're a (laughs) rewatch podcast of shows that don't exist now i have on at least i've at least there have been a very few occasions where i have had the thought party and city is canceled (laughs) we're doing this other podcast now and this is one of maybe two (laughs) um (laughs) because this
0: is a good idea this is a really good idea um uh okay so now now i'm in the pdf
1: (laughs) if you want to hear us talk about this kind of stuff tell us what kind of a tv show you would want us to do a fictional rewatch podcast about um tweet at us that's the best place to find us at either at, at together you know, I should know this outro by now because we've done it for you know, years.
0: If if your one of your traits was uh, was smart, yeah, yeah, you, you might know that. Um, when that we sounded pl- way more mean than I meant. That's one of the that's one of the traits in this. When
1: we when we played um, when we played this game, we <laughs> he rolled
0: traits by color. Yeah, <laughs> what?
1: yeah, because that's a tra- a trope of the the genre. Um, and so I'm trying to find. <laughs> uh,
0: Are you trying to tag yourself? I'm. I'm looking through
1: this. I'm trying to decide where I am. No, I want to find the character. I want to find this thing so I can tell you about our characters. Um, <laughs> we basi- <laughs> we basically. So we when we made when we played this game, we rolled and everyone rolled two traits. And okay, um, there were um, there were one, two, three, four, five, s- five of us, and everyone except for one person rolled. Cute as one of their traits. So we were a cute, I was cute in comedy, someone was cute in brains, someone was cute and evil. And then there was one person who was heart and tough, and they were our leader. And so we were just like amazing. It was so good.
0: I I think I think I'm maybe heart and noble.
1: Um, I think that's who I am. Yeah. So yeah. if you think that Brandon is heart and noble, <laughs> where can people tweet at you and tell you about that?
0: <laughs> oh, they can tweet at me at Beleo Leon Gambetta or uh, at our new rewatch podcast, <laughs> uh, I, or as a group they can tweet at us at Stop Back and Roll.
1: I am, I I often uh, identify as a Green Ranger usually, and so that would be that would make me comedy and smart. I also nice. like. Um I also tend to like the Silver Rangers although those people are tough and
0: loners and that is not me. <laughs> so I, I I didn't look at the thing to find what color that makes me. Um I don't think that there is a heart. What did
1: you say heart and what?
0: A heart and noble, I think. Oh, the heart. gold.
1: Yeah, you're a Gold Ranger.
0: Oh, dang, wait. Cuz I watched Caperoz Zodiaco. <laughs> uh and I distinctly remember some noble some noble hearts. In yeah. gold armor. So, but anyway, oh my God, we could,
1: do uh, we could. I am. You could find me on Twitter at Andrew
0: Meltdown, <laughs> and I'm at Bela and Gambetta. Uh, <laughs> you said that already.
1: <laughs> together, I'm totally thrown off. I have no together, idea where the outline together, is. Together, we are at at, at stop. Back and roll. Um, uh, while I while I slack the or while I <laughs> while I send the link to this this file to Brandon so he can um. read the rest of the outro. You
0: can uh, find our website. do we all still our, do that? All of our episodes. All of our episodes and some of the games we've been working on and that's it no. Are on our website at <laughs> www.stopbackandroll.com we are so sorry i would like to formally apologize to at least
1: some of our patrons <laughs> <laughs> and so i am sorry panic productions jeff stormer iterate onwards anthony Thibot, kettle and clock siobhan garland greg walters tp hooth hella uh hella drawings and spencer austin i'm so sorry for what you just listened to um this was our most chaotic outro yet uh if you would like to support some reason if for some reason uh you would like to support us or uh i don't know
0: our our now announced future show
1: (laughs) if you'd like to help us yeah this help us make this future show happen um back you can find us and support us financially at (laughs) patreon.com slash stop back and roll
0: if you if you don't want to support us financially, which we completely get, you can support our community by becoming part of it. Uh, which why would you at this point? Uh you can come come <laughs> tell us about the games you're working on, what color ranger you are, uh, and your favorite TV show that doesn't exist at tinyurl.com slash shr discord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. ah <sighs>
1: <laughs> i love i just love these generations <laughs> because you get some really weird like mixes of animals and trains car and and feet thie- car thieves you could play fast and the furious <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the part of the podcast that we're supposed to be coming up with one of the two jokes that for some reason we agreed we would make every oh, two God. weeks and I don't know why we did that, but I am just sitting here looking at the villain traits and going like, oh my gosh, I want to fight a comedy <laughs> art villain.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to really quickly just roll on this table um, to get a theme for the end of the, for this episode. I'm going to roll three okay, times. perfect. And it looks like I rolled, the themes for the finale of this episode are going to be uh, stop, hack, and roll.